Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning, I'm Amy Goggins. Filling in for Natasha Belling this morning, let's check what's making headlines this Tuesday, the 8th of November. The hackers behind the major data breach at Medibank have reportedly threatened to release the information of millions of Australians overnight. It comes after the health insurer announced it would not pay a ransom to the cyber criminals, while also revealing close to 10 million past and present customers have had their personal data compromised, including their name, date of birth and address, as well as their email. CEO David Koskar has told the ABC the amount of money demanded is irrelevant. Many people may think that paying extortion would guarantee the return of the data. You just can't trust a criminal. The reality is that making any payment would increase the risk of extortion for our customers. Of federal police continue to investigate the matter. Meantime, new research from the Australian National University estimates around a third of Aussies have been impacted by a form of data breach in the past 12 months. Professor Nick Biddle says around 93% of us also want more government regulation, so businesses without info are compelled to keep it safe. I think people are becoming aware that consumers can do all they all they can, um, you know, do everything to protect their own data, uh, but often it's out of their hands. Um, so really, uh, a strong push amongst the general public to, for governments to intervene a little bit more than they have. Sri Lankan cricketer Danushka Gunathalaka has been denied bail at a Sydney court. He's been charged with four counts of sexual intercourse without consent. Our reporter Michaela Savage has the details from Sydney. Danushka Gunathalaka was refused bail at the Downing Centre local court yesterday afternoon. It means the 31-year-old will spend the next two months in custody until the matter is next scheduled before the court in January. The bail application was made behind closed doors after a police prosecutor requested a series of interim orders, including suppressions and an order to close the courtroom. Outside court, his lawyer indicated they'll be likely appealing the decision in the New South Wales Supreme Court. The incident involving a Sydney woman last week is alleged to have occurred while the cricketer was here for the T20 World Cup. He was arrested at a hotel in the Sydney CBD over the weekend. The rest of the Sri Lankan team flying home without him. Also making news today, Victorians have until tonight to enrol to vote in the state government election with less than three weeks to go until polling day. A showdown between Premier Daniel Andrews and opposition leader Matthew Guy continues with the latest news poll showing a swing away from Labor in the two-party preferred vote, while the party is on par with the Liberals in the primary vote at 37%. A reminder, those who have turned 18 since the last election or changed address, you need to complete an online form or download a paper form to either enrol or update your enrolment before 8pm tonight. To WA now, where a major dispute for better pay and patient ratios for nurses is now before the Industrial Relations Commission. The state government has called in the industrial umpire to break the deadlock in negotiations. After weeks of strikes and industrial action, WA Premier Mark McGowan believes there'll be an outcome before Christmas. I am confident because we have um, provided far more generous pay offer than New South Wales, Victoria or South Australia, plus nurse-to-patient ratios that will work through with the Nurses' Federation. 
Overseas now and delegates at the UN Climate Conference will consider if wealthy countries should pay developing countries compensation for the impacts of climate change. More than 50,000 delegates have travelled to Egypt for COP27, which yesterday outlined the Russia-Ukraine war as a major roadblock in climate action. COP26 Glasgow President Alok Sharma says despite this, we need to push ahead. As challenging as our current moment is, Inaction is myopic and can only defer climate catastrophe. Australian mining giant Dr Andrew Forrest is also attending the summit, urging large industrial companies to step beyond fossil fuels. The chair of FMG has told the ABC he's bringing a clear message to COP27. There's only one fuel where despots and dictators cannot use it as weapons. They cannot cause billions of people misery through jacking up their cost of living through outrageous prices. That fuel is renewable energy. And more than 40 million votes have been cast early ahead of tonight's midterm elections in the US. President Joe Biden has made his last push on the campaign trail, even posting a video overnight with former President Barack Obama. A quick reminder, vote. Go to IWillVote.com to find out where and how. The polls are leaning towards the Republicans taking over the House of Reps, but it's a toss-up with the Senate. While Donald Trump is expected to announce sometime this week that he is running for president in 2024. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. And Scott, the pressures facing Aussies are also hitting our banks with Westpac's bumper profit overshadowed by cost increases. Amy, good morning. It certainly is. Look, nobody's complaining when you make a $5.28 billion profit, but investors weren't particularly stoked with this one. Uh, the challenge, of course, is that the inflationary issues, as you mentioned, that are hitting Australians across the board, pretty much everything we buy these days, is also hitting Westpac. Now, they have had to add $600 million to their cost base over the next few years, and it's largely on the back of increased labour costs. They're having to pay more money for staff, and that's good news if you're in the banking industry, or you're looking for a job in the banking industry, and probably is good news for the rest of us if businesses are expecting the costs, uh, their, their costs, the, the wages costs to keep going up, then hopefully that means more money in our back pockets. But it is continuing to hit employers. And this is a big one for the bank. Uh, they're also mindful uh, that maybe there might be other issues down the track as well. Mm, even the banks are doing it tough. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> the bank is keeping a close eye on falling property prices and predicting mm -hmm. a rise in unemployment. Yeah, and this is the this is the real issue. And so obviously their their cost issues are real and they're, they're saying, look, we're going to have to pay this money. The question then comes down to how much money they're going to take in the front door and what that's going to cost them. The bank's boss, Peter King, is saying he's not worried too much about falling house prices, though he is predicting those to continue. What he's mindful of is mortgage stress really is going to be most severe if and when people start to lose their jobs. If unemployment ticks up, obviously that's when you can't pay the bill at all. Uh, increase in the mortgage repayment, not great, but if you don't have a job and you can't earn any cash, uh, then you can't make the repayment no matter what it is. He thinks that's the biggest issue for the economy and obviously for the bank leading into next year. But on top of that inflation pressure, it does go to show, as you say, when the banks get hit, and with a $5 billion profit, uh, there are some very widespread challenges for the Australian economy in 2023. And Scott, as we mentioned at the top of our bulletin, the stakes in the Medibank hack just got higher with the company refusing to pay a ransom. 
Yeah, this is fascinating. So, and this is you know, just coming out a bit of you know a bit of game theory at some level, or trying to work out what you should do. Medibank taking the view, and backed by the Australian government, by the way, that paying the ransom is simply no guarantee. Will you get the data back? Will it be deleted? The problem with, the, with this sort of data is you can make infinite copies of digital information. So whatever the hacker says they've done, uh, it's one of those strange things where you're trying to track it, take a criminal at their word. Uh, they've hacked into your system. They've stolen your data. And then you're trusting them to say, yes, we've deleted it. I promise. Uh, just give me the money and it'll all go away. Medibank saying, look, even if we do pay the money, we're not sure that that data is going to be deleted. And that's cold comfort for those Medibank customers who are saying, well, I would have at least liked to have tried or hoped this might be the case, but this does absolutely up the ante, both financially for Medibank and potentially for its members, and certainly it means there's a bit more to come yet as that hack has, we know, reached almost 10 million people. It's an extraordinary story, uh, but long-lasting potential implications for the fund, but also for its members. Yeah, certainly a very stressful time for millions of Aussies. Scott, happy Tuesday. Thanks so much. And you too. Thanks, Amy. <laughs> Time for sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett just four sides left at the T20 World Cup and sadly Australia isn't one of them. Yes, good morning, Gogs. That's right. We have to uh, decide who we're going to barrack for. Now we've got uh, four teams left and there's no uh, Aussie side, as you mentioned. Is it uh, New Zealand, our friends across the ditch? Is it Pakistan, the wild cards at the tournament? I think it'd be hard to bring myself to barrack for England. And then, of course, the powerhouse of India getting 80,000 plus to their matches at the MCG. Now, New Zealand have got uh, Pakistan tomorrow at the SCG. And fast bowler Tim Southie says they're going to try and spoil their party. Yeah, I think the guys just pull it back to, to what we need to do now, um, playing what's in front of us rather than worrying too much about what's what's happened or, or what may happen in the future. Back on the Aussies and uh, former Test star Greg Blewett believes fatigue isn't an excuse for Australia's failed campaign. The former Test cricketer says the Aussies lacked a big performances from star players. Yeah. Just about every other team played as many games as Australia did. Where did it go wrong? We didn't have any players that you could have said played well for the Zampa? tournament, apart from Zampa. Yeah, disappointing campaign, but it's a fairly short tournament as well, so uh, because we lost our opening uh, group game, we were always on the back foot. I'm sure a review will be underway, Brett, and the Socceroos are preparing to unveil their squad for the FIFA World Cup. Yeah, looking forward to this. Graham Arnold, the coach, uh, will name his 26-player squad at around 4pm uh, this afternoon. Adelaide winger Craig Goodwin is hoping he is one of them. Uh, ahead of the unveiling this afternoon, Reds teammate Joe Gauchi says he'd be shocked if the skipper and winger isn't selected. His quality isn't in. I think he's just he's really showing everyone again the, the quality he's got. So I'd be... Uh yeah, extremely surprised if he wasn't in the squad. So a nervous wake coming up for footballers around the country and those based overseas. In the Champions League, Real Madrid has drawn Liverpool in the round of 16. And Brett, the AFL under fire for scheduling AFLW finals at the same time as a Matildas match. Yeah, it's semi-final time in the AFLW and they've got two matches they've scheduled on the same day, back-to-back this weekend. Uh, Richmond and North Melbourne facing off at Punt Road Oval. Up the road, the Matildas uh, have a showdown with Sweden. Now, that match had been organised for months. A Friday night, of course, maybe a Sunday match could have been an option for the AFL, but instead they've gone smack-bang right uh, when the Matildas are also playing. So the fans of both codes will have to make a decision. Now, that's not the only reason that match has raised eyebrows because the Tigers have decided to play it at their home base of Punt Road Oval uh, that fits only just shy of 3,000 people. Tickets sold out within minutes, so there's a lot of frustrated Tigers fans that aren't happy that they won't get to see it. 
given that Icon Park was also open to them and the bigger capacity Marvel Stadium. And the other major football code, NRL players are fed up with the current stalemate over the collective bargaining agreement. The frustration has reached the Kangaroos Rugby League World Cup camp. Isaiah Yeo speaking on behalf of his peers amid the drama. It's just taken way too long. It spoke about at the start of this season and we've been putting it off because of Origin, putting it off because of the finals and now there's no real excuse. The game's in a really good spot at the moment and the players are a big part of that. You'd like to think we're getting a voice there. And there's uh, some talk that the CBA might uh, be just extended the current deal for a year. That gives them an extra 12 months to negotiate something new. Interesting to see how that one pans out. Brett, thank you so much. Happy Tuesday. You too. Thanks, Gogs. And our favourite ladies from Fountain Lakes, Kath and Kim, have locked in a date to return to our TV screens for a special two-night event. Hello, Christmas. Don't you two look flies? Yeah, don't know how, but Kimmy's done us. Yep, we're officially stanky rich. The special to mark the Foxy Ladies' 20-year anniversary will air on Channel 7 next Sunday night with fresh scenes, unseen bloopers, and also a tribute to the late, great Shane Warne. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's morning agenda in your podcast feed from 7am every weekday morning. You can also find the latest episode and a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Amy Goggins. Thanks for your company. Have a great day, stay safe, and we'll see you tomorrow. Listener.